0: You are listening to this week's market commentary by Walker Cripps, bringing you insights on the world of stock markets and finance.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Walker Cripps market commentary for the week ending Tuesday, the 19th of July. Stock markets managed to end the week roughly flat, despite the announcement of dreadful inflation data in the US that threatened to derail the current month long bounce. There was little to be positive about in the data. US inflation leapt to 9.1% in June from 8.6% in the previous month, far surpassing most expectations. Fuel and food did most of the damage, but excluding these more volatile components, the so-called core rate of inflation also beat expectations, as rent and second-hand car prices accelerated again. The only silver lining was that core inflation continued to fall from its peak in March. Predictably, stock markets fell on the news, as fears grew that the US central bank would have to raise rates by a full percentage point at its next meeting. These fears were promptly quashed publicly by two Federal Reserve governors, however, and the markets could then recover even more helpfully, an influential survey of inflation expectations in America, one that has been referred to by the Federal Reserve in its decision making, showed that longer term inflation expectations were declining. The week ended on a sour note, however, as Apple, the world's second largest company by market value, was reported to be slowing down its expansion plans. This prompted a sudden 2% slide in the technology-heavy Nasdaq Composite Index. It was harder going in Europe, where the resignation of the Italian Prime Minister prompted a minor collapse in Italian assets to their lows of the year. Expectations were also rife that the Nord Stream Pipeline, which transports Russian natural gas to Germany and was recently closed by the Russians for repairs would probably not reopen next week as scheduled. Those expectations were cemented when the pipeline's operator, Gazprom, invoked force majeure clauses in its contracts with European buyers in respect of delivery shortages. Continental Europeans were told to expect their energy usage to be rationed. Nevertheless, European markets managed to end the week up suggesting that a never-say-die attitude may be forming among investors. Markets continue to be buffeted by fears of inflation and recession on a daily basis, but at least this week they showed they can shrug off some seriously bad news. The hope for investors is that sufficiently dismal expectations have now been priced in by markets and that a base may be forming which could support asset prices despite the inevitable bad news stories that are yet to come. Crucial to this belief is the current round of earnings reports for the second calendar quarter and specifically whether they will force analysts to raise or lower their expectations for future profits. On present form, investors could probably stomach some bad news on profits, but it's difficult for a company's stock price to rise when a profit's warning is being issued. and That's the end of the market news. Now we move on to the stock focus section. Volkswagen is reported to have hired more than a dozen banks to market the forthcoming public offering of its Porsche division in what will be one of Europe's biggest ever launches. Despite concerns about the complicated governance structure being put in place, European fund managers will struggle to avoid an investment in Porsche as it will automatically be catapulted into the major indices used to track the performance of professional investors. Burberry Group shares fell nearly 4% and were down as much as 7% during the day on Friday despite the company managing to largely maintain its profit forecast for the current year. Burberry generates one third of its sales from China, more than many of its competitors. And it is attempting to lessen this reliance. Chinese sales were impacted by lockdowns during the second calendar quarter, but management reported that the rebound in June had been, quote, encouraging. American banks are among the first companies to report their results following the end of each calendar quarter, and mostly reported earnings that satisfied investors, despite weakness in some divisions. Both JP Morgan Chase and Citigroup announced they would be suspending share buybacks to meet higher capital requirements, but Citigroup was nevertheless the star performer, generating an 11% increase in revenues. Citigroup shares had one of their best days in years, surging by 13%. At one point during the pandemic, the amount of value being traded through options linked to equities was greater than the amount being traded directly on the stock market. Now a new craze is emerging on Wall Street for exchange-traded funds that leverage the performance of individual company stocks. The ETFs are likely to target tech sector stocks that are already very volatile, making them even more risky and have already prompted criticism from the US financial regulator. Now we'll take a look at the economic highlights from last week and what to look out for this week. A strong rise in UK GDP in May, well above expectations, surprised forecasters. Industrial production rebounded strongly from its fall in April, possibly due to a recovery in supply chains that enabled manufacturers to start to address order backlogs. Chinese GDP growth in the second calendar quarter grew by only 0.4% from the previous year, worse than expected, though cynics argue that even these disappointing figures may have been massaged upwards. It is looking increasingly difficult to reach the government's growth target for the current year. The headwinds from the property sector are intensifying, though partly offset by strong sales of cars And consumer electronics. The European Central Bank is expected to raise rates by a quarter of a percentage point, taking them from minus 0.5 to minus 0.25% in line with its previous guidance. The Central Bank is also likely to discuss its new anti-fragmentation tool which is designed to prevent excessive spreads developing between Eurozone government bond yields. UK inflation for June is expected to have risen to 9.2% from 9.1% in the previous month, due mainly to increases in food and energy costs. Business activity surveys for the Eurozone for the month of July are expected to have weakened again, following a collapse to lockdown levels in the previous month. A similar decline is expected in the UK survey. And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening.
0: This was Walker Cripps Market Commentary. If you'd like to hear more, please visit our website at www.walkercripps.co.uk. To keep up with our latest news and content, you can follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at Walker Cripps. Until next week, thanks for listening. This podcast is intended to be Walker Cripps Investment Management's own commentary on markets. It is not investment research and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or trade in any of the investments, sectors or asset classes mentioned. The value of any investment and the income arising from it is not guaranteed and can fall as well as rise, so that you may not get back the amount you originally invested. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Movements in exchange rates can have an adverse effect on the value price or income of any non sterling denominated investment. Nothing in this podcast constitutes advice to undertake a transaction. And if you require professional advice, you should contact your financial advisor or your usual contact at Walker Cripps. Walker Cripps Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and is a member of the London Stock Exchange.